Family of God, good morning and welcome to Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. We are so glad to see you on this day. This is a special day because it is Confirmation Sunday. If you are joining us by means of the radio or the internet streaming, we want to send a special word of welcome to you. We're glad to have you in our midst. And if you are a visitor with us for the first time, I also want to extend a special word of welcome to you. We have greeters in the atrium out here who would um, be delighted to answer any questions you might have about the church, to share some information in a home-baked good. So make sure you stop through the atrium on your way out. If you all wouldn't mind passing the friendship pad down your aisle, that allows you to sign your name and to see the names of those around you, which is a way we can help create community. In those pads, you'll see um, a connect card and a prayer card, and we encourage you to use those if you need them or want to. We um, read through those every week and would love to help connect you or pray for and with you. As we head into Thanksgiving week and are constantly um, thinking of gratitude, I want to lift up two events that are happening, two opportunities for us to gather together in community this week. The first is happening tomorrow night, and that is um, a talk with author and theologian Diana Butler Bass. She will be speaking at the First United Methodist Church in downtown Dallas about her latest book, which is titled Grateful the transformative power of giving thanks. Diana is very talented, and it surely will be an engaging and enriching conversation. So if you would like to kickstart your Thanksgiving week with some meaningful conversation, we encourage you to check that out. The second opportunity we have is Tuesday evening, November 20th, and our community, alongside several other faith communities, will be gathering together at Congregation Sharif Israel, for an interfaith Thanksgiving service. That service is from 7.30 to 9, and we encourage you all to join. If you, um, if you are able, it will certainly be meaningful. Family of God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us worship good and holy God.
please join me in the call to worship printed in your bulletin. We give thanks for those who came before us, the people we build our faith on. We give thanks for those who are here today, the people who share in faith's song. We give thanks for those who come next, the people who will carry the faith on. Let us worship God.
heart of our practice of faith is, oh, tell the truth. To tell the truth about ourselves, to tell the truth about God, and to tell the truth about the power that love has in our world. So friends, join me in prayer of confession in our practice of truth-telling. God of here and now, too often we tell ourselves that we can go at this alone, that we do not need one another, that we do not need you. We deceive ourselves into thinking that we are stronger than we are better We do not belong to a God that keeps score or holds grudges. We belong to a God of radical grace and unending love. Friends, hear and believe the good news of the gospel. We are saved by grace through faith. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. be seated. As we prepare to hear scripture read aloud, please join me in prayer. God of creation, you know the words on our tongue before we even say them. You know the prayers on our hearts and the broken places of our lives, which means you know how badly we need you and your word. So reveal yourself to us in this reading. Help us to hear you clearly and know your love for this world so that we might share that lovely wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'll allow me just a moment of pastoral privilege before we read our scripture lesson this morning, I want to thank you all. I want to thank you uh, for yesterday. Yesterday uh, we came together as a community of faith to celebrate and give thanks to God for the life and the ministry of the Reverend Dr. Blair Money, who was my predecessor here at Preston Hollow. Many of you were members of this community of faith for the 19 years that he faithfully served this community of faith. Others of you, and just like me, you joined this community of faith long after he had retired. But I want to thank you because uh, over the last three weeks I've heard from so many of you. You've 
sent text and picked up the phone or shot me an email. You've been praying for me, but you've also been praying for our, our staff and our team. And I, I can't tell you how much that, that support and those prayers and your love has meant to us. We have felt them. But I also want to say thank you because yesterday we came together as a community of faith to share in ministry our, our choir, Steve Jobman and Terry Price and, and Zach and Michael and so many of you baked cookies, a hundred dozen cookies yesterday were provided. It was all ministry. We, we were being the church together. We were serving alongside one another and I am so very, very grateful. It seems appropriate on this Sunday after a memorial service on Saturday that we would be welcoming confirmands into the ministry and the life of this church. It's Confirmation Sunday. Over 20 young people will stand right here on these steps in a few moments. And they will not only confirm the promises that their parents made on their behalf, they're going to do something so much greater than that. I think our scripture points us to exactly what they will confirm this day. Uh, so we're going to pick up in the 21st chapter of the Gospel of John. We're going to read verse 15 and go all the way through verse 19. So listen now, friends. Listen for the word of the Lord to all of us this day, because this word could change your very life. When they finished eating, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, um, do you, uh, you love me more than these? Simon replied, yes, Lord, you, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Jesus asked a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, take care of my sheep. Jesus asked a third time, uh, Simon, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was sad. Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He replied, Lord. You know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my, feed my sheep. I assure you that when you were younger, you tied your own belt and walked around wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and another will tie your belt and lead you where you don't want to go. He said this to show the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. After saying all of this, Jesus said to Peter, follow me, follow me. Friends, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Remind us, O oh God, 
remind us that you hover here. You hover in this very sanctuary this morning, just as you hovered over the waters of creation. So create afresh and anew this very day. Reach across the ages and breathe new life into these ancient words that they may be your word to us here and now. That these words would point us to a greater truth, to a deeper love, to a different way to live in this world. Breathe new life into the words of my mouth and into the meditations of all of our hearts that all would be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God. our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Uh, so, my dear confirmands, 15 years ago, your bleary-eyed parents stood right at this font, and they held you in their arms. You don't remember that day. You don't remember a thing about it. You were just an infant, but your parents do. They held you right in their arms. This was long before you knew who your parents were. It's long before you even knew who God was. And it was way before you even know, knew what love was. Your parents, they stood right there at this font. They held you. They remember it like it was yesterday. They remember thinking that day, this is the cutest child to ever be born on the face of the earth. They remember thinking, man, this would be a really bad time to spit up. <laughs> they were thinking, oh man, when, that, when I hand this baby to the minister, I hope you don't cry. They remember that day like it was yesterday. They had no idea then that you would uh, turn into teenagers one day. They had no idea that day that you would want to date someone. They had no idea then what they would do with you when you stayed out past curfew. Oh no, they held you in their arms and they looked at you. They stood before all these people. There were people all in these pews. And they held you. And they promised to teach you the scriptures. They promised before all these people to try to teach you who God was. They promised before all these people that they would try to walk this life of faith every day of their lives. Oh, long before you knew who God was and what love was, your parents stood right there and they held you. And they made baptismal promises on your behalf. They did it because they recognized that God's love was not conditional, uh, that God's love didn't have to be earned. Uh, God's love was not something that uh, you could ever achieve. They made those vows on your behalf because they wanted you to know what they knew themselves, that that water was a visible sign of an invisible reality. And some of you did scream, by the way. I don't think any, any of you spit up on the minister, though. Confirmands, it, it's tempting to think that today is a culmination of 10 weeks of confirmation class. 
That this is a day that you get to confirm your parents' faith. It's easy to think that uh, today is a day that you merely confirm what you wrote on those This I Believe sheets that, that you gave to Sarah R. as part of your class. But I want you to know that uh, Confirmation Sunday is not about what we believe. I want you to hear me again. Uh, This Confirmation Sunday is not merely about what we believe. Then what is this day for, you may ask? I think our scripture passage points us in that direction. The disciples had been following Jesus for three years. Now, I want us all to imagine this as the longest confirmation class ever in the history of the world. A class that met every single day for three years. A class that met all day, every day for three years. And there were some exciting times as part of that three-year confirmation class. Like the time when uh, Jesus had them walk on water. That was an exciting day. It was an exciting day when Jesus took five loaves and two fish. He he looked up to heaven, he blessed them, and he broke them, and he fed over 10,000 people. That was an exciting day. Oh, it was an exciting day when Jesus walked into that room, and there was that lifeless body. And Jesus said, get up. And the disciples, oh, man. They watched that body rise. That was an exciting day. But let's be really honest about this. There were some boring days of class, too. Uh, Among the most boring were those days that Jesus said, Hey, will you come up with me and pray all night long? I mean, really, who can pray all night long? The disciples fell asleep. There were some hard days, uh, like days when all they did was walk. They walked all over God's good creation, but the hardest days were the final days. The hardest days of that three-year confirmation class were the days in which they watched the one in, for whom they followed for three years go to the cross, and they wondered, was it worth it? Was this how it was supposed to end? At the end of it all, did you notice in our passage this morning, at the very end of that three-year confirmation class, Jesus did not ask Simon Peter if he believed. No, I I read the text just a minute ago. It wasn't in there. He, He didn't say, Simon Peter, do you promise to believe everything that I taught you? Simon Peter, will you promise to teach everything I taught you? No, it wasn't. not in there. No, Jesus asked the disciples after a three-year confirmation class, Simon, Peter, do you love me? That's an altogether different question. Simon, Peter, do you love me? That is to say, will you live your life in response to and out of this love? Because if you say yes, Simon Peter, then that life looks like feeding my sheep, tending my flock. Love, my dear friends, is it's not only about our feelings, it's about our actions. Do you love me? It's the central question to our faith. What is your greatest love? 
And how do you live that love out in the world? That seems to me that that is the question that is before all of us on this Confirmation Sunday. Do you love God and do you promise to live your life in response to that love? Will you live out your faith by seeking to follow God? That's what confirmation is about. It's not confirming what you believe. It is confirming that this discipleship following Christ is the way of life that you seek to live. It's a journey of love. It's a journey of the heart. It's a journey of following the living Christ out in the world every day of your life, but what does that look like, preacher? What does that look like to practically feed God's sheep in the world? Do you know how many hungry people there are? What does it look like to follow Christ in our daily lives? Have you watched the news? You know, I have come to learn a term that our Jewish brothers and sisters use. It's a term for the way in which they live out this love in the world. It's inspired me. I want to share it with you. The term is tikkun olam, which means to repair the world. Tikkun olam means to repair the world. It's a way of living in the world, trusting that all belong to God and seeking to live like we belong to one another. It means our daily lives reflect this repairing of the world, that we are active participants with God in repairing and caring for God's people and God's creation and building places of hospitality and welcome. That can sometimes sound like a tall order. We sometimes think, what can little old me do in this great big world in which we live in? I mean, how am I supposed to repair the world? What can I do? It was uh, this week, last year, the week of Thanksgiving, right before it. Olivia, our daughter, Olivia and I were uh, over at Central Market. We had just um, gone grocery shopping. We were in the checkout line at Central Market, and the cashier had rung up all of our items. And the cashier said, would you like to feed a hungry family in Dallas? to ensure they would have a meal for Thanksgiving this year. You can do that by making a $1, $5, or $10 donation. Would you like to feed a hungry family today? And before I could respond, Olivia said, yes, we would. <laughs> and so the cashier said, would you like to make a $1, a $5, or $10 donation? And Olivia, without missing a beat, said, a $10 donation. <laughs> and the cashier looked at me, sort of, over Olivia's head to see if I would approve. And I got to tell you, a $10 donation, I thought, that'll be the cheapest thing we buy at Central Market today. <laughs> so I nodded to the cashier. I said, yeah, $10. And the cashier said, thank you so much for your donation. We got all of our groceries packed, and uh, we got them loaded into the trunk of the car, and we were driving home. And I said, hey, uh, Olivia, can I ask you a question? She said, yeah. I said, Olivia, uh, why was it important? Why was it important that 
we make that $10 donation at Central Market. And she said, Dad, because the cashier said there was a hungry family in Dallas, a family that was hungry that wouldn't have Thanksgiving if we didn't make a donation. Daddy, we have to do our part to repair the world. <laughs> Isn't that right, Daddy? <laughs> yes, sweetheart, it is. But repair the world, Olivia? You're four. <laughs> Where did you learn this term, repair the world? She said, Daddy, don't you remember? I said, I'm sure I do. Just remind me. She said, it's right there. Every day when you walk me into my classroom, my classroom name at Temple Emmanuel is the Tikkun Olam class, Dad. Our class is called the Repair the World Classroom. Friends, a life of faith, a life of discipleship is a life of being invited by the living Christ to join him in repairing the world. The living Christ sometimes comes to you disguised as your four-year-old daughter in a checkout line at Central Market. <laughs> Repairing the world, this life of faith, is trusting that all belong to God and seeking to live like we belong to one another. It's about literally feeding God's lambs. But it's also about seeking to orient our life follow Christ each and every day of our lives. Confirmants, I want you to take out a pen. There should be some right in front of you. Your parents can take these out too because I don't do this very often, but I feel the need to give you some guidance on what this looks like every day of your life. I want you to write the word repair. If you got your confirmation Bible, write it right in the front cover. Write it on the bulletin. I want you to repair the world. I want you to R. I want you to remember. I want you to remember, Confirmands, that you were just what God had in mind when God created you. That God loves you, no questions asked, and God reached out and claimed you in God's love long before you knew who God was, who your parents were, or what love even was. I want you to R, remember. And I want you to E, Eucharist. That's E-U-C-H-A-R-I-S-T. Confirmands, I know you know those words, but I know some of your dads, and I spelled it for them. <laughs> Got it? Eucharist, I want you to know that this table where we celebrate communion at Preston Hollow 
I want you to know that it extends far beyond the walls of this church that every single meal that you'll ever have is holy and sacred. That every place that we break bread is a holy moment. And I want you to recognize every meal of your life is among the holiest moments that you'll ever have. Yes, even meals in the cafeteria right now. I want you to remember P, pray. Every single day, I want you to pause and to breathe and to connect with the divine and to offer the very words of your soul to God. And I want you to A, awe, A-W-E. I want you to stand in awe because everything is holy. Every place, every person, and every situation has a thread of the divine that runs right through them. My favorite quote of all time is this. God calls us to compassion that seeks to stand in awe. A-W-E. God calls us to compassion that seeks to stand in awe of what other people have to carry rather than judgment of how they carry it. Awe is always where God would have us stand. I incarnate. That really fancy I incarnate, that's a really fancy theological word that means this. Take on the flesh. Put down your cell phones and turn off the television and tell your parents to do the same thing and show up and be present for one another. Show up for your friends. Give voice to those who don't have a voice. Be present in your lives for those that you love. Because here's the secret of this whole thing called life. The holy moments are played out over your entire lives and they are disguised as the ordinary. Take on the flesh, be present, incarnate. Are received. Receive forgiveness. Receive love. Don't you spend another second of your life wondering whether or not God actually loves you. You are loved for just who you are. God made you just that way. So don't you waste a moment. Don't you waste a moment ever questioning that. Receive God's love, receive God's grace, receive God's mercy so that you might be a vessel that can give God's grace and God's love and God's mercy back to this world. Repair. Repair the world. Jesus asked Peter, uh, Peter, do you love me? Yes. Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Hadley and Garrett. 
Matthew, Lars, David, Sophia, Luke and Gretchen and Ian, Ellie and Abigail, Will and Walker and Eric and Reagan, Emma, Caroline, Jackson, Elise, Hayden, Christopher, Avery, Kate, Parker. Do you love me? Yes. Lord, you know we love you. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know we love you. Tend my flock. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, we love you. Then follow me. Follow me. Join me in repairing the world. Having heard the word read and proclaim, I invite all of us who seek to follow Christ to rise in spirit and body and let us join together in the affirmation of faith composed from the statements of faith from our confirmands. Church, what do you believe? We believe that God is our creator, that God is merciful, most powerful, and loves everyone, and that God is always watching over us and will always guide me. We believe that Jesus was a miracle maker. We believe Jesus was fully human and went through human things. We believe Jesus is our redeemer and was raised to help the world and everything in it. We believe that being a Christian means we are called to be accepting of all, that being a Christian is believing even when there's no proof to back it up, and that being a Christian means we are called to love, to serve, and follow Jesus. We believe the church is a place to come express our love and faith for God. We believe the church is a place to take risks in your faith. We believe that the church is there for you when you need it most. We believe the church is a home. Please be seated. Family of God, we turn our hearts now towards prayer. And as we do, we have two traditions. The first is that we always include joys and concerns in the back of the bulletin. I invite you to read those and keep those people in your heart as we pray. The second is we always send letters out weekly, every Monday, to those in our community who might be in need of a reminder that they are loved and being thought of. 
Those letters are located under the window right outside the store, so as you leave, I invite you to sign that letter to add your name so that they know that they are being remembered. Let us go to God in prayer. God of our ancestors and God of the here and now, your love is like the sky, for it touches everything, wrapping us in sunrises and sunsets like a mother wraps the child in her arms. And your love is like the sun, for it draws forth the best parts of ourself, like the sun draws life out of the ground. And your love is like a song, personal and nostalgic, running through the hallways of our hearts until we cannot help but say, how can I keep from singing? So God of love and God of the here and now, we pray from the core of our being, from the very depths of our heart, that you might use us and show us how to repair your world. For we are far too familiar with fires in California and war-torn nations, with walls that divide and words designed to hurt, with addictions that feel like sinking sand and self-worth that feels like an uphill climb. And we are far too familiar with isolation and the feeling of loneliness, with stress that gnaws at our heart and consumes our energy, and with illness that turns our life's plan upside down. So in our darkest moments, God, we ask that your love might shine as bright as the sun, as pure as a song, and as big as the sky. And in our darkest moments, God, we ask humbly that you might grant us the strength to remember and stand in awe the wisdom to pray and find one another at table, the openness to receive the love you so freely offer, and the ability to live that love in our own flesh and bones, to follow you, even in our unbelief. We pray all these things from the core of our being, from the very depths of our hearts. And together, as a sign of our sincerity, we remember the words your ton, son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's hard to believe that it has already been three weeks since we celebrated Commitment Sunday here at Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. I am so pleased to share that we have already received 533 commitments submitted to support the life, ministry, and mission of this family of faith. So thank you for your continued and faithful commitment to this church. 
For any of you who have yet to submit your commitment cards, it is not too late. And for those who are still discerning your level of commitment, this is your friendly reminder that every commitment matters. And we look forward to hearing from you this week. Because of you, we can join God together in seeking to repair this world. And we will keep you posted on how we progress as a congregation together. So thank you once again for giving the first fruits of your labors and the very gifts that are your lives. It is with gratitude in our hearts that we now turn to a time of offering. All single dollar bills given today will go to Texas Tree Foundation, who seeks to plant trees on public grounds throughout North Central Texas, supporting life and God's beautiful creation. So friends, let us give generously of our tithes and offerings to the God who has given us everything.
Let us pray. God of love, you asked, do you love me? Help us not to miss the invitation to respond with a resounding yes. It is with deep gratitude for this earth, for your church, and for your all-encompassing love that we give back what we have, our hearts, our time, talents, and tithes. May these gifts join you in repairing this broken and beautiful world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Members to come forward to the front of the sanctuary. Come on up and just line up across the front. This morning at 10:35 in the chapel, we had the joy of welcoming eight new members into our family of faith, and we want to introduce you to them this morning. New members, as I call your name, please step forward. This morning, we are welcoming Brock and Arding Henserling into our family of faith. They met at TCU, Go Frogs, and are excited <laughs> to welcome a baby um, into their family in December soon, so we're excited for them. Brock is originally from Austin and works for Shepherd Royalty, and Arden, originally from New Jersey, works for Cooper Smith Agency. We're so glad you're here. Welcome. John Morell is joining this morning in Absentia. John is employed by 3M Oil and is married to Kelly. John came to Preston Hollow through connections from Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary and enjoys the welcoming and inclusive family of faith that is Preston Hollow. Tripp and Whitney Neal. Tripp is originally from Dallas and works at Churchill Capital Company, and Whitney is from New York and works for the Dallas Mavericks in ticket sales. They, too, are welcoming a baby in December and so are thrilled for them and are grateful for the friends and for the music ministry that they found here at Preston Hollow. Chris Sawyer. Chris is officially joining through our worship at Five Community this evening. Chris has been attending PHPC for a few years and has connected here at the church. He's an active member of our young adult ministry and recently went on the young adult mission trip to Austin. So we look forward to welcoming Chris officially as part of our 5 p.m. worship. And Charlie and Mitzi Wheeler. Charlie and Mitzi are both retired and have one son. They are joining after visiting and just feel like PHPC fits like a glove. They live in the neighborhood and love PHPC's inclusive feel. We're so grateful um, to welcome you to our family of faith. Friends, let us pray. God, we are so grateful for this family of faith that continues to grow, for this family of faith that continues to create a space of welcome, not only here within these walls, but far beyond them. We're thankful for our new members. We're thankful that you have called, a, called them to be a part of this community of, of faith. Pray for Brock and Arden, for John, and Tripp and Whitney, and for Chris. We pray for Charlie and Mitzi. We pray that the thousands of moments that led them to this very place, O oh God, would be the very gifts that they come to invest here, that they may know you more fully, and that we may more fully be the body of Christ that you intend us to be. So thank you, O oh God, for this day, for your call in our lives, and for our family of faith. For we pray in Christ's holy name. Amen.
Two members, we are indeed so grateful for your presence in our midst. We invite you um, to be seated and at this time invite our confirmation class to come forward. And as a sign of welcome, we invite the congregation into singing, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds, that's printed in your order of worship. that I get to introduce you to this year's confirmation class, a group of incredibly hardworking and faithful youth. These students, along with 10 adult mentors, have met every week this fall to learn and grow in faith. They read the book of Mark together, and they showed up in worship and took sermon notes together. They asked questions like, what does it mean to be a Presbyterian, and how do we read the Bible, and what does it mean to be a disciple? They went before session together, and today they stand before you all to say yes to God, to say yes to their baptismal covenant, and to say yes to following. So without further ado, confirmands, we have a few questions for you. Leaning on the gracious mercy of God, do you trust that goodness is stronger than evil? That light is stronger than darkness, and that love is stronger than hate. That life is stronger than death, and that Christ Jesus is strongest of all. If so, please say, I do. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Will you take the risk of faith every day of your life, seeking to embody the expansive love of Jesus Christ in all that you say and all that you do? If so, please say, I will. Hadley, Matthew, Lars, David, Sophia, Garrett, David, Luke, Gretchen, Ian, Ellie, Abby, Will, Walker, Eric, Reagan, Emma, Caroline, Jackson, Elise, Hayden, Christopher, Avery, Kate, and Parker. Jesus asks you, do you love me? Will you care for my people? Will you follow me? Will you feed my sheep? It's a big call for a big kind of love. So confirmands. Will you follow Jesus? If so, please say, we will. 
My dear friends, we believe the church at its best is a family of faith. So at this time, I would like to invite the parents of our young people and their siblings, as well as their adult uh, sponsors, all those who participated in the confirmation class, class, I would invite you at this time to come forward and we're going to lay hands on our confirmation class and pray for them. Your presence by their side this day will serve for them as a reminder their whole life long that they are never alone, that they do not walk this life of faith alone, that we belong to one another particularly in faith. <laughs> I have to say, this is a beautiful sight. <laughs> Friends and family, let us pray. Loving God, we gather together today with deep gratitude for your children. We thank you for the wisdom and love of these young people for their energy and their honesty, and for their commitment to you. They are so brave and so good, and in them we see reflections of your beauty. So we ask, God, that you might bless these confirmands so that they will know just how deeply they are loved, and so that no matter how far they wander or where life takes them, they will always find themselves at home in your church and at home with you. And we pray, God, that you will continue to guide this community of faith, your church, so that we can continue supporting the faith journeys of these young people to the best of our ability, nurturing the children and youth of Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church to know and believe that all belong to God and that we belong to one another. Continue the good work you have begun in these confirmands. Send them forth in the power of your spirit to love and serve with joy and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. In the name of Jesus Christ, we joyfully pray. Amen. Amen. Confirmands, we are so grateful for you. We are so grateful for your families in all the many ways that God is alive and at work in and through your lives. At this time, I would invite you to return to your seats. And friends, we're going to stand and sing our closing hymn. And at the end of singing, Confirmands, uh, I would invite you back up to the steps so this family of faith can welcome you officially.
it's remarkable when you think about it. The God of the universe, God who knows all, who can do all, who knows love far beyond our understanding, would ask us to join God in repairing the world. What an invitation to faith. What an invitation to life. Friends, may we go forth from this hour of worship to seek to repair the world with our living God. And as we go, may God give us the grace never to sell ourselves short. Grace to risk something big for something good. Grace to recognize that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth. Far too small for anything but love. So may God take our minds and think through them. May God take our lips and speak through them. May God take our hearts, each and every one of them, and set them on fire. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and guide us in all our many, many ways. Amen.